everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Wall. Big week last week, Wall. We got another big one coming up. Uh, week two of the Big Ten playing. Um, there's a lot of teams getting into their fifth and sixth games coming up, which are which makes it a little bit more exciting to get a little bit more uh, idea of where teams are and what teams are doing. Generally, we get a little bit of more of that known, you know, known information. You know how good this team is. You know what they're going to do. This year, I think it's a little different, though, because there's so much randomness out there, Woj. I don't know what anyone's going to do. We do have a few more games under our belt, though, like you said, so we have somewhat of a better idea. All right. Last week in our DraftKings League, uh, Cruz 2-4-4 won again. Won, I think, believe the first week uh, of the DraftKings League back on 9-12, and he just won again. He's currently uh, holding a placement average of just three, solid three. Uh, He had Seth Williams, the running back or wide receiver from Auburn on his team, got 151 per point. He had a big game. Also had Larry Roundtree, the third, the running back from Missouri on his team, got 183 per point. So solid outing there for him. Walrus, 67, finished second. And uh, Ewall, 06, finished third. Uh, Yours truly now takes the the lead in the year-round swag gift in the league. Uh, I uh, do have an average of 2.8 placement. Uh, Cruz is following me with that three, and then Kyle, uh, Ace Kyle, has the third place spot with 3.8. Uh, this week we'll do the Saturday main slate 14 game. We're having a 14 game Saturday slate this week, which is exciting. I like the adding a few more games, it adds a little bit more randomness to it. Well, right off the bat, first game of the week we're going to talk about. We got number 16, Kansas State who's 4-1 at West Virginia's 3-2, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Going to be a good game, Woj. Looking forward to it. West Virginia minus 3.5, over under on this game, 46, 47.5, depending where you're looking. Kansas State on the money line as it sits right now, plus 138. Not getting a lot of love on that money line, Woj. This, it's going to be a tough matchup. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. West Virginia coming off that loss to Texas Tech. Kansas State wins against Kansas. You know, that's a rivalry game for them. Don't dismiss Kansas in a rivalry game. Earlier in the year, Kansas State beat Texas Tech 31-21, Woj. They did have the luxury of playing at home, though. Beat a common opponent. Kansas State, a ranked team. West Virginia, obviously not a ranked team, as you just mentioned their rankings. Why the dog? Why West Virginia giving points? Let me tell you, West Virginia's at home. They haven't lost a game at home this year, Woj. Skylar Thompson, Kansas State's main guy, QB1 back there, out for the rest of the season after he underwent shoulder surgery, announced he will not be playing. The freshman, Will Howard, taking his place. You know, he played well against TCU last week, going 17 for 24, 243 yards against that Kansas team. Not a great team, but again, I will say it again, it's a rivalry game. Things are always amplified, always tougher competition in those rivalry games. Different story this week, though, going against the sixth best defense in the nation. Yes, you heard me, sixth best defense in the nation. That is West Virginia, only giving up 261.8 yards per game. About 58% of that is coming in the air. These are two of the few teams in the Big 12 that actually can be proud of their defense, Woj. Likely a game why I myself find this game so interesting. Kansas State, they're going to have a little tougher time on D trying to stop Doji this week. 
He threw for 234 yards, three touchdowns, and their 24-20 win over Kansas State last year. It was actually his first game as a starter last year. Well, he replaced their normal starter, Austin Kendall, and he just took the keys the rest of the games. Yeah, he did take the keys the rest of the games. He did well uh, in DraftKings uh, for the remainder of the season. This week he's 6,900 on DraftKings, and like Wall said, he, he tore him apart last year. Uh, he threw it 50 times last week. <laughs> 50 times, uh, completed 32 of them for 64% completion rating. He targeted 12 different receivers last week, so that's why it's kind of hard to pinpoint uh, an actual person to stick him with, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, 10 of those uh, 12 receivers pulled in grabs. Uh, definitely has potential here versus K-State. Uh, K-State giving up 76.6 plays per game which uh, works well for their passing at 50 times a game. Uh, 268 yards in the air per game and 2.2 passing TDs in the air in, uh, in a game. Uh, they're really good on Rundy, though, and that's why Doji might not be a bad option here. He needs to get some touchdowns because that's what's been holding them back this season. Um, he just hasn't been getting as many of the touchdowns because they give it to Letty Brown. Uh, the running back for West Virginia, who's 8,100 this week. He's the third most expensive running back this week, and yeah, he's solid, but I said again, Kansas State's run D is a lot better than their pass D, so this might go the other way. You might want to play Doji over Brown in this one. Uh, Brown is averaging 3.8 receptions a game, so he gets a little bit into the passing game as well. Does have seven TDs in the year, five or three games with over 100 yards rushing, and one of them was nearly over 200 yards rushing, so there's a high upside for a tournament pick there in Brown, but being in a cash game, knowing Kansas State's uh, Rundy, I think I would I would like Doji better in the uh, in the cash game wall. Hey, I do like Kansas State getting points in this game, even though I 100% agree. I think Doji's going to show up. I think he's going to put on a performance. I just I like getting the points with Kansas State. What really gives me hesitancy? It's not even so much Doji Woj. What gives me hesitancy in this game is the fact that a ranked team is getting points against an unranked team. I hate hammering yeah. home, but, you know, just history proves itself. When that happens, the books know what they're doing. You know, it, it usually flashes a big yellow caution sign for me. So in this one, I'll, I'll wait till Saturday, see how it comes out, see what other kind of action, how much of my book I got on the line, and then make a decision from there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how this game lines up, and I think it's just – there's a little bit of disparity between both the run defenses and the pass defenses in both teams. Uh, both of them are good at one thing, not quite good at the other, so that could be one of the reasons. But, yeah, the books usually end up telling the story, so maybe they know more than, than we do. But a couple other guys for DraftKings here. Uh, Brilly Moore, the tight end for Kansas State. He's only 4K. I really like this guy this week. Uh, you know, even though the over-under is a little low, it should be a pretty tight game. I imagine they're going to, you know, with a guy that cheap, it uh, could be good. And and when we talk about cash games, we always talk about consistency wall. Guaranteed points, right? Moore has had 17 receptions in the season, which is the highest in the team. He's had at least two grabs in every game. And his yards per target, his yards per target as a tight end is averaging over 12.28, which is great for a tight end. Uh, really like him going into this game just because of his consistency in the pass game, and he's only 4, 4K. So if you just want, need one of those guys in a cash game that's going to be consistent on the lower end of the bracket, that's your guy right there, bar none. Another guy for Kansas State on their run side is their running back, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I know a couple guys, and I think in our league, had him last week. He did really well. He's 7,100. Uh, 
he's super active in the passing game as well, uh, with the most reception or reception yards on the team. Uh, so if he can break 100 yards rushing or receiving, I get those extra points uh, that boost him up there. The three extra points for both of those, I, he could easily break his value at 7,100. But again, those are just big ifs in this game and which one he's going to end up doing. And uh, we'll see uh, how much more can be a part of the uh, passing game as well, taken away from Vaughn. Uh, we talked about Letty Brown, the running back from West Virginia. He's had a lot of touchdowns, a lot of opportunities. But like I said, Kansas State's D is pretty good in the run. Haven't given up that many touchdowns in the run game. So Doji might be the play there. And if you're going to use Doji, you want to line him up and stack him with somebody else. Winston Wright, the wide receiver from West Virginia, 6,200. He's had 38 targets with 28 grabs in the season. Big week last week, scoring 25.4 points uh, without even having a TD at 126 yards, uh, which is big. It's awesome. It gets you those extra three points. Um, and he was targeted 12 times in that game. Uh, the other receiver that you could possibly match him up with would be Sam J uh, James, the wide receiver. He's 4,900. He's had the most targets on the team, but not as many completions as Wright. Uh, James would be a good tourney pick, I feel like, here, especially at that price point. I think Wright would be the more consistent guy to play at 6,200 uh, in more of a cash game. Walt, we had a cancellation this week. Unfortunately, number nine, Wisconsin, is not playing Nebraska. And uh, I guess it's good and bad for Wisconsin, considering they were probably going to be on their fourth-string quarterback. Yeah, they, they catch a break, Woj. They catch a real big break here, actually, with the Big Ten having that rule that any game cancellation from COVID is considered a non-contest. I, I mean, they catch a break. I really don't have anything other to say than that, Woj, because Nebraska would have been coming strong, pissed off from playing Ohio State last week, didn't have a great game towards the end of that game, played them well at the beginning. So I think Wisconsin definitely caught a break. Yeah, just for reference, the – the quarterback that was next up because of all the COVID cases in the quarterback room, including Graham Mertz, who went nuts last week, five TDs for 248 yards. The next quarterback up was Denny Vandenboom. <laughs> uh, he, in his career, Wisconsin has thrown one pass. He completed it for three yards and a TD. So I guess he has that going for him. Uh, but we'll see what happens next week if they still end up playing. Next game on the slate, though, Virginia Tech 3-2 and two at Louisville 2-4, and four, 3 p.m. on the ACC Network, one of the higher over-under games of the week on DraftKings. I can imagine it would be. It's sitting at 65.5 on that over-under. Close game, too, Woj, which that comes into consideration with the over-unders. If it's a close game, look for that number to go up a lot of times because it might go into overtime. But Virginia Tech minus 3.5 in this one. It's really a game with two teams, though. They're, they're equal. But they're not very good if, if I had something, if I could think of the best thing to say about them, too. They're just not that great. Virginia Tech has been a hard team to pinpoint since Frank Beamer left the program a few years back. Bud Foster, you know, he left last year. That doesn't help the cause. He was one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation. I'd expect him to come back on another team, perhaps. But, again, he left last year. That's not helping the cause this year. The Hokies with Fuente in charge, they haven't proven themselves consistent yet. Not a real big fan of Louisville's program this year either, but you know that's where I'd lean in this game if I had to. They've had the much bigger tests on the season so far. They played Miami, Pitt, Notre Dame, obviously a big test there. They may finally be breathing a sign of relief that they get to play a team like Virginia Tech, 
getting points. No reason really other than those two facts. But my system has Louisville plus five here at home. Little value. I don't have to take this game. I'm not a bookmaker. So you know what I'm going to do? Which I'm just going to stay away from it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good idea. Uh, if you're just not quite sure, just stay away. Um, and that's with a couple of these picks in this game with DraftKings, you have to do too. I know the over-under is uh, pretty high, and it's a tight game, so there's going to be a lot of scoring, but not all these guys have had success in recent games. Uh, one guy to consider would be Malik uh, Cunningham, who's 8K. He's the quarterback for Louisville, and I've had him a couple times this year. He's done well, um, but I think the real good quarterback as far as this slate goes in this week uh, would be Hendon Hooker. I know I talked about him last week. He only scored $442 a point last week, which isn't very good. Attempted 33 passes and only 17 of them were complete. Uh, he was two yards short from a 100-yard rushing game, which would have got him three extra points, which would have bumped that up quite a bit. Uh, but I want, I like taking my chances again with him this week uh, in a tournament format or possibly even if you have the room and the money in a cash game, even though I there's probably better quarterbacks out there for a cash game, kind of like Doji, just at the 6,900. You want to float that money a little bit more evenly so you get a little bit more uh, more out of your picks. But at 8,800, he could possibly e- easily get value. He is scary. He runs the ball. He passes the ball. He is pretty much the Virginia Tech team. Uh, so if he doesn't get shut down, he's going to go off and – uh, this is just one of those games he could do it with the over-under where it's at, and the books say it's going to be close. So I would look at Hennon Hooker, definitely score 25-plus points at least. I would have to hope at least 35-plus points to take him in any sort of cash game. Um, another person to look at would be Tutu Atwell, the wide receiver from Louisville, 6,800. No, a couple of us had him last week. I did myself. Snagged $203 a point. Um, went up $500 uh, since last week. Um it was his lowest reception of the year with only three, uh, but he was able to rush in a touchdown and have 129 yards with those three receptions, so he still did really well. Um, he is the Cardinals' main offensive weapon when it comes to the passing game, so he is going to be the guy that's going to get the passes. And at 6,800, it's not a bad price still. Even I know he went up 500, but still pretty good. It gets consistent targets, and uh, he's been getting consistent receptions. Like I said, his last game was his least amount of receptions with only three, but he still ended up pulling out $203 per point. Uh, another person from Louisville to look at would be their running back, Javian Hawkins. And this is probably my favorite running back of the week out of any of the slates. And I know Brees Hall is playing. I know Iowa State's over-under side too, but I like this pick just because of the game and the type of game it's going to be. Uh, he is a He's awesome, and with uh, the running back number two out, Hassan Hall, he's getting the job done. Last week he had 40.2 points versus Florida State, scoring three TDs. Uh, Both of these teams have given up passing yards and rushing yards and chunks, so I would look for him to do both things well as far as receiving and on the ground. I would look him to be one of the best running backs this week, if not the best as far as points go. Now on to... uh, this this game's always these games are always tough and it's just because of this team right here number four Notre Dame five and zero at Georgia Tech two and four two thirty p.m. ABC I'd normally get really excited with the Georgia Tech team in their wall but uh, you tell you tell the viewers why well over under a fifty seven I'm guessing that's what you're alluding to Woj and a lot of that does come from Notre Dame stingy defense slowing the game down over there on offense in this one Notre Dame minus nineteen on the spread. 
you know, Notre Dame is a team I stayed away from last week, Woj. And actually, a good friend of the program, the real Jay-Z, as I like to call him, he uh, messaged me last week. You get to know what people are putting their money, where they're going to put them. He knew I probably should have been putting my money on Notre Dame last week, but I didn't. And the reason I didn't is because I played, you know, they played that real close game against Louisville the week, week before, you know, one by less than a touchdown. That gave me a little pause last week. I didn't want to bet on them. That's the reason. Again, people are always like, why are you talking about games you shouldn't bet on? Well, you want to make money betting. It's sometimes better to know the games you shouldn't bet on than the games you should. It's going to help you out a lot in the long run. But back to this game. Last week, Notre Dame looked a bit more locked in. 45-3 to win over a respectable pit team that, you know, I, I love to see them lose, Woj. But, again, I've said it a couple of times. They're, they're a respectable team this year, and Notre Dame just took them down. Ian Book had 312, or 312 yards passing with three touchdowns. Flemister and Williams had some trouble on the ground, getting less than 100 yards combined. They did have a touchdown apiece, though, Woj. That'll help a little bit with the DraftKings points. They were coming in against a top 20 defense last week. Now they're going on the road to play a bottom 20 defense in Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech on offense, they have that talented quarterback that back there, Jeff Sims. Have you taken him yet this year in DraftKings, Woj? Uh, I think I might have taken him one of the first weeks. Um... But, yeah, he throws a lot of interceptions, doesn't he, Wall? He does. He That's the big problem with him. He makes bad decisions. You know, it could be an attribute of him being a freshman. It's likely the cause. Let's see what happens when he's a senior. Gets a little more experience under his belt. But he's thrown 10 interceptions on the season so far, second most in the nation behind Chase Bryce over there at Duke, who's thrown 100 more passes. So, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not good when your quarterback is turning the ball over and not giving your team a chance to score. But – we talked a lot of times this year, and we'll continue to talk about it. You need QB1 back there making good, good decisions. Unfortunately, Sims just isn't. He does have the skill, you know. We'll see what happens this game. This game's being played in Atlanta, Georgia. Expected mostly sunny in the 60s, but you think I'm bad at making picks. Those weathermen even worse, so who knows when it comes Saturday what the weather's <laughs> going to be like. Down there in Atlanta, Georgia, though, I don't expect really bad weather. I like the over on this one, Woj. I look for Notre Dame to get most of the points here. Maybe Sims busts a couple of big plays to help out with that point total. If not, maybe the defensive gets some points on Notre Dame from his mistakes. Pick six, fumble recovery for six, scoop and score is what they call it. You know, Notre Dame has Clemson next week, which is part of the way, part of the reason why I'm staying away from this spread, Woj. It could be a, you know, one of those looked past games, which doesn't usually go well for the team looking past. I think, though, when it comes to those look past games, in quotes, we'll, we'll put them in quotes. The problem usually comes on defense. You know, they're not ready for it. They're not prepared. They're preparing for a week later. I think that a good way to go on this is the over rather than the spread with Notre Dame, but expecting Notre Dame to get the majority of those points. Yeah, this is just one of those weird games for DFS, and just because it involves Notre Dame. They do slow the game down. They do a bunch of stuff, but it, Notre Dame just spreads the ball across their offense so efficiently that it, it's hard just to get one guy to hit value. And they're always overpriced because they're a good team. Um, but it's tough. You know, Georgia Tech is giving up 78.5 plays per game, so your over might not be very far off while uh, they're not very good on defense. Um, and Ian Book is at 7K this week. Uh, I think Book would be the only real safe play here, especially at 7K. Uh, they use a lot of different running backs in both the run game and the pass game, and they spread that wealth around a lot in the in the pass game. Um, Book 
book doesn't have the attempts Doji will. Um, and I, I think Doji is the better play for somebody that's right around that price point. Um, but book did have 60, went 16 for 30 last week with three TDs. So he could hit his value as well. Um, especially if the game goes over, but I imagine they're just going to pound the ball on the ground for most of this game. Um, Georgia Tech is slayed for 18.5 points, so I don't really have anybody on that side of the ball. And when I'm looking at the matchup and the plays, points, passing yards, passing yards per attempt, passing TDs, rushing yards, everything is in the red. Well, I mean, everything is in the red. Notre Dame has given up 0.4 passing TDs per game. Uh, yards per attempt, they're only 5.9 yards per attempt in the past game. I mean, it's rushing yards, they're under 100. Uh, I mean, it's it's 0.6 on rushing TDs. I mean, their defense is stout. Virginia Tech's going to have trouble. Uh, and I think Notre Dame's just going to bite some clock away, keep it on the ground. So I think uh, I'm not even sure I'd take book this week. Last game of our day here we got charlotte two and two at duke one and five six p.m on espn three wall tell me what you like about this game yeah, you probably got some people scratching their heads over there right well, <laughs> charlotte at duke you know you've got a conference usa at acc who wants that game i want this game i'm looking at this game well charlotte plus nine and a half over under 55 and a half 56 depending where you're looking tough to see out there DraftKings is down Woj. so if you use DraftKings for your stats or for your lines a lot, you might have some trouble this week. They've been down a few times, but that's what the game lines are at right now. Woj, 49ers of Charlotte beat App State week one. After that, they had a cancellation. After that, they had a reschedule. Then they lost to Florida Atlantic. <laughs> then they beat North Texas. Then they had another reschedule. Then they beat UTEP. <laughs> Scratching your heads. What is with this Charlotte team? Was he crazy? His wall lost his mind? You know, other side of Duke, they lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Boston College. They lost to Virginia. They lost to Virginia Tech. They lost to both those Virginians, both of them. They beat the mighty Orangemen of Syracuse, though. I don't want to be a negative Nancy here. They did beat the mighty Orangemen of Syracuse, but then they lost last week to NC State. So that's Duke's record. That's what we're looking at with Duke. Charlotte is sitting second in Conference USA. Duke, dead last in ACC, obviously, after reading over their schedule so far this year. On the service. It could be a close game, you know. Mentioned Chase Bryce having problems giving away the football earlier. Could be an issue in this game for Duke. Charlotte on offense, they'll look to try to run the ball, Woj. They're going to pound that rock. So far in the season, they're rushing 58% of the time. Trey Harbinson gets a bulk of those carries, but McAllister does the most with his carries, averaging eight yards on only 30 rushes this year. Duke's defense right in the middle of the NCAA, giving up 151 rushing yards a game likely going to be a key in this game to see if Charlotte can establish a run game and open up the field for some Chris Reynolds touchdowns downfield. I like Charlotte. I like him getting the nine and a half points in this game. I liked more north of 10. That's where it was sitting a little earlier. It's been bet down to nine and a half. More people thinking like I'm thinking, I guess. Possibility Saturday, though, with a lot of action coming in on the big name. Which we're going to put it in quotes because we're talking college football. <laughs> we're not talking Chastevsky over there and basketball this is college football but still big name duke you know on saturdays a lot of money comes in on those big names people reminiscing over their former duke college days putting money on them thinking they're gonna win well my money's going on the other side this week Woj. yeah i like it i like uh if i was a charlotte secondary right now 
I'd be licking my chops just watching Chase Bryce throw interceptions all day. So, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing to look at. Uh, a couple more plays for DraftKings uh, for you guys. Uh, Isaiah, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, uh, Pekio. I, I'm guessing it's the running back for Rutgers. Well, I'm taking a Rutgers guy for DraftKings this week at 6,800. Didn't get a ton of the yard. Didn't get a ton of yards last week. They played Mich- They beat Michigan State, by the way. But uh, he rushed for 20 times, caught five passes, which was the most in the team. Uh, another note is he's the only back that runs the ball. There was not another single person that ran the ball other than the quarterback last week. Uh, so that is huge because he is the only back. You don't have to worry about him splitting carries with anybody. I just feel like this is a great cash game play, especially with no splitting carries. He gets involved in the passing game. He is obviously rushing it 20 times. He's getting involved in the in the run game. Uh, just get a couple TDs, and he's got some value there, huge value. So I love him in a cash game for running back that's not these 7,900 or 8,800 running running backs in DraftKings. So I'm taking a Rutgers guy. Well, I can't Rutgers. believe it. Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> got to love them. Got to win on the season, Woj. Last week they won. Yeah, big. Michigan State. They look kind of look like Iowa. Uh, Keith and I – yeah. Keep an eye on a couple of quarterback situations here. We got one uh, brewing up in Mississippi. Obviously, we talked about it last week. Uh, Carroll threw another two interceptions. Uh, so Plumlee would be next up if he does play. Uh, there has been a little bit of talk about it. We're not sure, though. Um, we'll see what happens. But Plumlee's at 6,500. I like him a lot in that game. If you can get Plumlee at 6,500, I think Carroll's like 8,800 or something like that. Uh, but if you can get Plumlee at 6,500, I don't care who their backup quarterback is. They're just going to pass it all the time, and they're playing a terrible, terrible Vanderbilt team. So uh, easy points there if you can pick Plumlee up for 6,500 and Carroll doesn't play. So that's one to keep an eye on on game day. Another one would be the LSU quarterback. Brennan uh, is 7,500 on DraftKings right now. He's doubtful, didn't practice this week. Ed Orgeron said that uh, he had not practiced this week, so it's something we already knew. Thanks for giving us the info, Ed. Um, his backup would be uh, TJ Finley, who's at 7,300. Uh, and he played versus South Carolina, scored a lot of points. Uh, I just feel like at 7,300 in a game where both teams are supposed to score 30-plus points, I think Finley would be a good pick. Uh, they At Orgeron likes to air it out, and they got some really good wide receivers and weapons. So that'd be a solid pickup. Uh, watch both of those QB situations. So definitely the Mississippi one, because I do like the Plumley pick a lot if uh, Carroll doesn't go because that's uh, just how that offense works. It really doesn't matter who's at QB. They're just going to pass it a lot, Wall. All right. Really? Really? Lane <laughs> Kiffin? He's just going to pass it? You sure was? Yeah. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. And those, yeah, no matter how many times they intercept it. He, he, Carroll's going for the record. Carroll's chasing down those guys for the for the record this this year so far in, uh, what was it, 10? He's going for it. He's yeah. close. He's climbing. I think he's at nine. I think he can get there if he plays easily. Yeah. We'll uh, I think, what, what is he, he's four. He's at six interceptions in the last two weeks. That's solid. <laughs> he's working himself there. All right, well, uh, didn't have the greatest week last week. We're going to turn it around again this week. Last time we said that, we both turned it around and won, so let's do it again. I'm taking Ohio State plus 12 over Penn State in that awful, awful loss to Indiana last week. Well, Woj, I, I do want you to win. Unfortunately, I'm not going to let you take Ohio State plus 12. I'm sure you meant minus 12 there. You're taking Ohio State given the 12. I'm going to switch things around. Going to go to the total points. Don't normally do over-unders. Don't see value this week. I'm going to be decreasing my bets across 
every game. Just too much randomness. Probably continue to do that throughout the season. But it's the Woj Wall Pick'em. Got to pick something. I'm taking Notre Dame over 57. Teach what you preach. Put your money where your mouth is. That's what I'm doing this week, Woj. Yeah, I got a. I have Ohio State as my pick'em, and I just picked a Rutgers guy for DraftKings. I'm. I must have COVID. Wall. Woj. Hey, if Rutgers wins this week, if they take down Indiana, we're going to put them in the rundown for sure next week because we got to talk about an undefeated Rutgers team. All right, I like it. Also, we got to talk about, and a shout-out to Coastal Carolina because they are still rocking, and uh, we are going to get them in. We are going to get them in for sure next week because they've actually had some betting. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they've lost the cover yet while this season. Uh, I'd have to look into it. I couldn't tell you. I know they're sitting as only a three-point favorite against – Georgia State, which my money is likely going to be on Coastal Carolina this week, but I do know they have a goose egg on that record, Woj. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>